Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Michael Tiemann about how to effectively communicate corporate vision, mission, and purpose in a time of crisis. Michael Tiemann, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you here. Uh, I really appreciate you being willing to take time out of your busy schedule to meet with me and have a fun discussion. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about opportunity and crisis and how leaders can show empathy and and, uh, solidarity with their employees during times of crisis. I think it's particularly relevant, of course, given the current COVID uh, pandemic. So thank you so much for being here. As we get started uh, with the episode, I just want to provide a quick bio for my listeners. Uh, Dr. Michael Tiemann has been helping companies to successfully and sustainably position themselves through innovation and people-focused business models for over 30 years. He offers uh, his Europe-wide activities as an interim manager, consultant, coach, keynote speaker, and project manager under the Strategy Lab brand around innovation, corporate strategy, business models, processing, and financing. Um, So again, welcome. And is there anything you would like to add as we uh, start things off today? I think that summarizes quite briefly because I'm looking back on 30 years of experience uh, starting. I I, I don't want to, to, to bore you with my, 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 my CV, but I started more as in the banking financial industry in this last 10 years, I'm more in coaching, interim management and consulting. And they are helping more as new founded business startups or old fashioned companies to think about a new business model or sustainable business, business model. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually going to ask you about that. So I love that. I love, I, I think more leaders need to be thinking in terms of sustainable business models. I would love to hear um, your take on, you know, you don't have to uh, share everything, but, you know, a general overview of your take on sustainability in business models. Um, and also, I'm curious just um, where in Europe, uh, which countries do you tend to focus most of your attention and energy and do most of your work? I think. Sure. The second question first. I'm based here in Europe, and therefore I'm focused much my my um, energy and and um, my clients are based in in Europe, especially in UK, lots of in Germany, in Switzerland. As you can hear, easily by my German accent. Yeah, sorry, sorry for that. Um, but coming to the first question, I think that's something very important. It's, um, as a company as well as in every person in life needs a clear vision of what he wants to do with his life, with his company. And this vision should be something positively related to a good cause. And uh, why is that? Because people 
employers, stakeholders in general will much easier follow this vision that support you. And this vision combined with this purpose makes then everybody more or less motivated doing, doing things, doing missions like the mission of a company every day to arrive to this big vision. And um, therefore, I think the sustainable business model is more or less kind of, if you look at this SDG goals, this yeah, um, yeah. 61, or if you break them down, 140, 169, I think in total, if I'm not uh, I'm correct, they are always having good cause to help people. And that should company as well do, means they should help their customers, they should do something good for them. That's not a, it's a relationship. Companies are relationships and relationships only thrive if both can something get out of it. Uh, if it's only a win situation for one party, the other is quite easily bored or feel yeah, uh, yeah. scratched a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I think it's not enough in today's world to simply run through the old model of business, which was create a great product or service, um, provide value to the customers, and they'll vote with their wallets and, and you'll, you know, you'll either be successful or you won't. Um, consumers still want good quality products and services, but they also want a corporate, uh, a corporation that's socially responsible. They want uh, organizations that treat their people well um, and, and they're voting with their wallets. They, they want to patronize organizations uh, that, are, that are environmentally sustainable in their practices, that don't utilize child labor, you know, all these types of issues um, that are so important. And consumers, I think, are just more knowledgeable and informed today than they were in you know, a previous generation, perhaps. Uh, and they expect more out of organizations. There's a, there's a, a social contract between organizations and their communities and uh, companies are responsible to to give back not just in terms of providing jobs not just in terms of providing products and services but in terms of actually having sustainable practices that that create a positive work environment and also create value for the surrounding community and the consumers that's exactly that's it because it's it's all about trust and the company it's not only the product it's the whole company the the, the product has a digital component as well as a kind of an emotional component and this emotional component is as well to provide a huge a great experience if i'm using that product if i feel bad because I don't want to blame any company but if i'm using that product but i know directly that's produced in China destroying the whole nature, the environment, people are exploited. Uh, you can't feel good as a normal human being. And this value, this shared value uh, has to be shared between all stakeholders, the public, the employees, the uh, investors, everybody has to, really to, to have the same value, the same of a better, better world. It's not the product in itself. The product only serves yeah. to help people. Uh? Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. And, and so um, Strategy Lab, um, that's, that's your way of, of spreading this message and helping organizations better understand how to, mm -hmm. to build sustainability into their business model and into their relationship mm -hmm. with the consumers and the surrounding community. Can you talk just a little bit about how you do that, how you help organizations um, accomplish that? 
it's, I'm coming really from, from, from management and I was always very much involved in strategy. And coming from banking, you know, this financial crisis that gets a very bad reputation yeah, because uh, they have somehow lost their base. Yeah? Mm -hmm. It was more interesting, especially for investment banks, to, to create quick money. Yeah. But they didn't serve, in, in the end, lots of private or corporate clients. And uh, their things get a little bit off the line. It's, they are awkward. And what I'm doing in the last 10 years is really to help people to understand, the companies to understand what is the in sustainable strategy that they can still live in five and 10 years. Uh, yeah. Coming really from banking, I know Bill Gates said quite easily, you don't need banks, but you need banking products. That's for sure. And that's exactly what happens with most banks. You have everything as a service. And the next step then, we have a banking as a platform. Then you just take the best services on one platform and then you do it globally. But that is still, it's not a purpose-driven model. The, the, the purpose behind banking is to serve. People want to live. Therefore, they need a um, uh, uh, credit for house. Yeah? Or they want to, to, they want to be mobile, to, to meet friends. They need a car or a train or whatever. That's, that's the service of bank is doing that. The same as insurance. People want an insurance for, they need safety. That's all. It's an emotion of safety that the insurance company is providing that by a product. But it's more about that. It's not only the product, it's really the emotional thing. I prefer, or people prefer an insurance company who do good cause, not only because they are uh, contributing on, on, a, on, a, on an aid concert some, some cash. No, they want to, to see it in, in real daily life. And that is exactly what I'm explaining to companies, that it's, uh, the purpose and the vision is the most important thing because you only find, because in Germany, the problem you have from kind of in full employment, okay, with Corona, it's, going up but companies have difficult to find good people to get on yeah. board yeah it's the same you see the more important yeah it's the same in the u.s i mean obviously now with with the pandemic that's different um but prior to the pandemic hitting we had record low unemployment rates um now we have more than 40 million people unemployed just in the last you know month and a half but um but yeah, it's a, it's a hyper-competitive labor market. And so you're trying to create a value proposition for employees who want to come to your organization. And just like consumers want to patronize organizations that are socially responsible, increasingly employees want to work for organizations that have not only a positive work culture, but also have a, a, more, a broader, more meaningful purpose that is benefiting society as a whole. They want their work exactly. to benefit the world. Yeah, they want to, first of all, they want to acknowledge it's not all salary. They want to be acknowledged. They want to participate as success. They want to contribute to something great. Yeah? And um, the more you can, can have this common value, this common vision, this common um, yeah, sustainable goals, the better it is to you can keep uh, employees or investors on board, even in, in crisis times, especially today you can see that. If you still believe in what you're doing, you still yep. stay with the company even in the troubled time. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more yeah. about the difference between vision, mission, and purpose, um, if, mm -hmm. if you don't mind. Um, how would you explain that to organizational leaders that you work with, the difference between vision, mission, and purpose? It's quite, quite simple. The vision is the big goal, something 
very beautiful, difficult to get there. The mission is more or less the company, the, 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 everything you're doing, but the purpose is more or less you have to see a sense, a greater thing for yourself to do that. And that's the energy, the battery, which is filling you every day to go to this job, to do this mission, to get to the vision. Yeah. yeah and so that's in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's a great description. Um, and I think the challenge I've seen in the US is that many, well, ev pretty much every organization of any maturity and sophistication, they have a mission statement, they have a vision statement, they have a, a, a purpose, and usually those are pretty mm -hmm. clear, they're succinct, and they communicate those pretty consistently. Uh, the problem is that just having a good vision and mission statement doesn't actually translate into fulfilling your purpose, does it? And employees, exactly. employees and consumers, they, they see that. They can, they can figure that out pretty darn quickly. Um, and that can actually cause greater problems because if an organization has a stated purpose, they have a clear vision statement, mission uh, statement that says they should be doing X, but really in practice they're doing Y or Z, um, that causes dissonance. And then that can create you know, greater levels of dissatisfaction amongst employees and uh, consumers that's exactly uh, very good described because the if you are only writing it down on a piece of paper and you don't live it it has no value you know we have it means you have a code of ethics a code of conduct yeah it's typical this in the mission uh, it's fine it's good but it's even better if you develop and you you write it down with a with the whole stakeholders not not only in the ivory tower of management you should do it with with a bunch of people together yeah who represent more or less the whole whole company and that is important and otherwise you don't get a link there they don't feel connected if you only have some mission statements uh, code of ethics a piece of paper doesn't mean you live it Yeah, so you need, so what you're saying is you need to create buy-in by including all stakeholders, in, you know, to giving them the chance to provide input into the creation of the vision, mission, and purpose of the organization, uh, as well as the implementation of, exactly. of those elements, right? Exactly. And you can as well, you know, this OKR, this objective key results thing that helps as well, because um, if you have clear objectives, in, uh, which are streamlined and in line, um, in sync to the vision, then you can break it down to the strategy and you even can break it down to task. And if everybody knows in the company who's working on what, don't do too, too much um, objectives and, and, and key results, then it's easy to understand for everybody. And the project is much easier to respect the contribution and the success of everybody. Or even you can find out people who don't contribute at all. And so you have to do as well this early fails as well for those people who can't contribute because they are not interested. They are not in sync to the vision. Yeah, that's great. And, and I love how you phrase that, that, that when you have a mismatch, you don't have people in sync with the direction that, that you're going that causes a whole range of problems for organizations. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how you effectively can, can communicate the, the vision, the mission, the purpose, 
um, to, to the employees to help create that alignment. What do you I think, think about that? First, what I, what, what, first I, what I try to, to say is if, if you come up with this vision, yeah, you, you should involve already people who are close in your team. And mostly the more diverse this team is, you create and, and, and write down this vision or come to your vision, the better. And then every time you're employing people, make sure yeah, that they are in sync. You can do it, for example, I recommend to lots of companies at the moment to uh, every applicant should send in a video. Why? Because first of all, lots of applicants, they only try, uh, if they only want to try to see if, it's, if they are lucky or not, they wouldn't do this pain to, to, to create a video. Yeah, means you get rid of all of those. And then if they provide a video, if they can quite simply phrase in 30 seconds why they are think the company and their selves are in line, have the same big objective, at least for a couple of years. Yeah? What is the common path they want to go? If they can't do it in 30 seconds, then it's always difficult. Yeah? It, though I know there are lots of people, they are more introverted, they are more extroverted people, uh, the introvert is probably more difficult, but even there, they, they can do videos in another way, like, like a slideshow, whatever, it's, that should work. Yeah, and I, and I love that you talk about building it into every aspect of the company. So it starts with the hiring process. At, at, well, really before that, it, it starts in job design, right? So it starts in job design, and then in crafting, exactly. and, and then in crafting the the job posting that you're using to go out and recruit a pool of good candidates, and then as you go through the screening process and the hiring process, you should build in, you should you should find ways to build in this vision, mission, and purpose of the organization. Clearly convey that to applicants and give them a chance to demonstrate their alignment with your purpose just at the very beginning when they're going through the interview process. Exactly. Um, and then once they get hired, it needs to be embedded into onboarding. It needs to be embedded into performance management. It needs to be embedded in all these different ways. You know, mechanisms need to be put in place to systematize the vision, mission, and purpose. Otherwise, it, they'll typically just end up being really nice sounding phrases that are on the website, maybe on a banner on the wall. Exactly. Exactly. And as well, if you have employees still on board, then you should listen to what they are saying, what they, are, what they, are, they have proposed, they have their own way of growing. And you have to do OKRs, they're helping as well. I mean, if, if you're taking everybody seriously and saying, okay, you're doing a good contribution and trying to, that they can really grow within the company, then they, they're always more in sync than if you only ask them to do their job nine to five and afterwards you don't care it's it's everybody's baby this company then it's uh, if you ever achieve in a situation like that then you're close to the dream yeah of, of yeah um, I, yeah and as you yeah. said as you said that i was thinking you know this this idea of shared ownership um of of corporations um and there's there's a a real tradition and history of of cooperatives and in other organizations and not saying that co all companies need to be that way, but you can still create a, co 
you don't have to like literally have shared ownership of the company, but you need to create an, a culture and an environment where people feel bought in and they feel like they, um, what they do matters for the company to help the company exactly. fulfill its purpose. They feel ownership, right? Exactly, because it's their own purpose as well. They want to grow, they want to have success. Success is not only money, it's not only um, the share prices as well. They have a little idea, a little project, and they're, they're growing with this project within this company. And the more you talk, the better you have a feedback culture, the better. But I know on the other side, you have lots of production processes. Uh, but if you have a production process, that sounds always like automation means you can do it by a robot means and then the question comes up anyway is that the thing you being wants to do it in the long term yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. In, in our final few minutes let's talk a little bit more about mm -hmm. crisis managing in crisis uh, mm -hmm. we're in the midst of a global pandemic COVID-19 rages uh -huh. and it's it's shut down economies um, everything's different and once we come out of this you know, we're, we're likely not going back to the way things were. We're, we're kind of moved, shifting into the future with this new normal. Um, what can companies do in relation to their vision, mission, and purpose and communicating effectively and compassionately with their employees to manage through this crisis? I think the crisis in itself has always, I know it sounds like a, like um, typically saying in crisis, light chances. I, I, I know that, but if you look at this crisis, I means even I, have, I mentioned this name, Bill Gates already warned a couple of years ago that a virus can develop in a way that they have a pandemic and that therefore this crisis wasn't at any surprise. It doesn't came at any surprise. There was a kind of a trend in, and then therefore what you should learn out of this crisis that you try to analyze existing trends which can be relevant to, to your business. And not only to business, which can be relevant to the feelings, the wishes, the hopes and the activities and problems of people in future. And then you can build your value proposition if you find solutions to that about this future trends, future events. And in terms of for this crisis, how to you, as a leader, you have to, 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 to show up and say, let's use this crisis to come out of the crisis better than we have been before. And it's easier said than done. Uh, I, I know that, especially for companies which have been or had been in a crisis already before this crisis. Uh, they means this this zero interest environment yeah produce lots of zombie companies let's face it this way and um, they survived and for those companies it's difficult to say as even as a leader that they will come up come out of the crisis more strongly i would say they most of them will be out of the business but for those companies who haven't purpose and purpose and vision what is still not um, fulfilled because the people wants to have solutions to their problems which lie there related to those visions there is a good future and to work on it harder than before even is, is then the best thing you can do in this this crisis when you are at home and uh, have even more time because you don't have to do this um, i know it for myself this traveling around europe just to have a one hour meeting yeah yeah there as well the sustainability the purpose was nearly zero yeah yeah 
No? Yeah. Well, I think that's great. I, I think it's so important for, for leaders to recognize during a crisis like this. Um, I, I understand they're, they're being stretched and pulled and their attention, you know, is pulled in a lot of different directions. They're trying to keep their companies afloat. Um, and so it's, it's difficult to balance that with the needs of sustainable models and treating your employees well and those sorts of things. But what we can't forget is that if we, if we don't communicate effectively and clearly with our employees now, if we don't show our employees now that we value them and we don't maintain our values um, during this crisis, that once we come out of it, employees won't forget. They won't forget when push comes to shove, what, will, what does my leader do? How do they treat me? How do they treat others? Um, how did this organization value me? And when we get back to an environment of a hyper-competitive labor market, uh, employees won't forget, and they will go to the companies that managed the crisis well and treated their people well. Exactly. Especially in this crisis, you can't uh, squeeze out for the wrong purpose the energy of people. And it's there anyway, they're emotionally stressed because the company is stressed and they know probably their income is at risk. But you have to, to be an example as a leader saying, let's do the proper things. Let's cut all the costs which are serving no purpose. Yeah, that's easy, probably, because you have so much things you're doing as a big, especially as a big company, which leads nowhere because you're only doing it, but, but they don't serve them long-term purpose for this big vision you have and you can cut those costs quite easily and f use that money you save there and, and and go for this vision with a good cause and good purpose and then you can really involve people who are on board to, to go for that and respect and acknowledge what they're doing for that even in this stress times where they're psychologically more yeah stressed out yeah wonderful Well, Michael, it has been a, uh, an awesome opportunity to talk with you today. I really appreciate your expert perspective, a long 30-year career working across many, um, or, uh, many uh, countries and organizations across Europe. Um, I appreciate your insights on vision, mission, purpose, on effectively leading organizations and managing crisis. Uh, we're about out of time, but I want to give you the last word. Um, and if you can provide uh, the listeners with a little bit of information on how they can get connected with you if they want to reach out. Yes, if, if anybody wants to reach out, the best way is to find me on LinkedIn and because they have the most information I put anywhere on LinkedIn is the easiest way. Otherwise, I have my own. You see that in the background there, the strategy lab. If you look it up, then you come up to my, my web page. Um, And anyway, any question I'm happy to answer for, for anybody who's, who's seeing or watching this podcast. And Jonathan, it was as well a pleasure meeting you, our first, first talk, and it was a really pleasure to talk to you and yeah, have those interesting questions about purpose, vision, and mission. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I encourage my listeners to reach out, um, to look you up. Um, I'll include links in the show notes so people can easily connect with you. Um, I hope you stay healthy and safe. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope we'll be in touch again soon. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Many thanks. Bye.
Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.